I've been getting a lot of free food lately. Why? I don't, that's a good question. It actually started on your birthday. I remember that. Yeah, where everyone at the table was a couple, and they all got free pizookies because their bills were over $20. And uh-huh. then I like, I, I'm like, well, I'm not going to be the only one who doesn't get a pizooki. So I ordered a pizooki, and I was like, I'm going to pay for my pizooki. Uh-huh. And the waitress just sets it down in front of me, and she's like, I didn't want you to be the only one who paid for it, so here you go. <laughs> So it was pity. Yeah, it was about me being pathetic. Uh-huh. Um, You're not pathetic, to be fair. <laughs> Thank you. But That's very kind. Understandable. <laughs> that was a pretty pathetic situation. Um, I was the only... Well, you got to eat a full bazooki, and I got to eat a full bazooki, but we're the only ones. We Sarah got her own also. Oh, because she got yours from the deal. Uh-huh. Well, anyway, all that to say, today, uh, I was in the Taco Bell drive-thru, like you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, with our never friend. go in. No, never. Well, I, I don't think I don't you, think you can. can go in, but also don't. Me and our dear friend Adam, who you probably heard on last week's, who uh, you probably heard on last week's uh, RPG episode, we were we ordered our stuff ahead of time to go through the drive-through, like you do, like you do. And uh, the only difference in our orders was that he got a drink and I didn't. Uh, I had had a Dr Pepper with lunch. Yeah, I was trying okay. to take care of yourself. <clears throat> well, just didn't want to pay the extra. Trying money. to take care of your wallet. <laughs> um, and when we got there, she opens the window and she hands the drink. She's like, your food's coming right out. And we were like, cool. So she closes the window. She walks away. She's not in sight. And I am on the far side, the passenger side, talking to Adam. And I go, do you think I could get a free drink if I like pointed to the drink? And I was like, hey, can I get one of those? And just see what she did. But I didn't get to finish. I said, do you think I could get a free drink if I... And literally, the window opens and she reappears. And she goes, hey, does your friend want to drink too? And I was like, magic. Excuse me? And she's like, yeah, do you just want a drink? And I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah. And she's of like, course. okay. So she goes in, or I tell her I want Dr. Pepper. She goes in and gets it. And Adam like takes it and the stunned look on his face of just like, he hands it to me. And he's, we were just like, when is the last time anyone in a drive thru just asked you if you wanted a drink just out of the blue for no reason? Mm. The answer of course, is never. Destiny. <laughs> that has never happened. But it happening in the middle of my sentence mm-hmm. was... It's beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was very funny. It's the most wonderful thing I've ever heard. It's the best story I've heard all day. Well, I'm all day, I might believe. It's been kind of a slow day. When this boy meets Brought to you by Bloomhouse Productions, unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. Do you know what Bloomhouse Productions is? Yeah, all the horror movies. Yeah, well, the really shocking ones, anyway. uh I feel like they're, I mean, they're pretty modern, Mm -hmm. right? They're pretty modern. I feel like they do a lot of, like, Hulu content and... Well, they produced my favorite horror movie, which isn't is even a Cabin horror movie. Cabin in the Woods? No. Happy Death Day? Happy Death Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, they did my, they did Happy Death Day, which is a movie I love. Go out and watch it. Even if you don't do horror movies, it's really not scary. I watched it with someone just last night, and she was not afraid at all. Not afraid at all. Um, but you do like Cabin in the Woods too, though, right? I don't know that I've ever seen it, to be honest. Isn't it the, like, deconstructed one? Oh, yes, 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 yes. 
Oh, gosh. Yes. We were still working at Hastings when I saw that movie. Yeah, that was a long time ago that it came out. That was a long time um, ago. And I think I only saw it the once. I think I did enjoy it. Yes. But the Bloom House makes double sense because, well, I guess this is going to be coming out about a week after Halloween. But mm-hmm. while we're recording, it is still pre-Halloween and definitely the spoopy season. Yeah, it is still the spoopy season. That is why I watched that movie last night. I did not. I thought about watching Halloween Town with my boys, but I couldn't remember if there's anything scary in it. I'm thinking not. There isn't. But we watched The Lion King instead. The original. The same person I watched uh, Happy Death Day with last week, we watched Halloween Town. So... See, it's fresh on your mind. It is. It's Maybe we very can watch it to mind. celebrate, you know, celebrate this time. Oh, yes. You and your boys watch it to uh-huh. celebrate this time? Right. Yeah. Apparently uh, there's four of them. Yeah. I, when watching the first one, there was a lot I forgot. Yeah. I mean, it was a Disney Channel original movie. So. <laughs> it's beloved, though. It is. It is beloved. And I went through, went on a kick of watching all the old Disney Channel original movies when Disney Plus first came yeah, out. it's easy to do now. Yeah. Brink holds up. Watch Brink and Johnny Tsunami. They hold up. Mm. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. Soul skaters. That doesn't relate, but here we it are. It's the tagline of the other movie. Anyway, we're on season three. We are. We are on season three. Did you three. ever think we would make it to season three? Um, I had hoped greatly that we'd make it to season three. Yeah, me too. I don't feel like it's like a surprise. I just needed something to say. Well, sure. I mean, we have... When we get to like season three of Girl Meets World, then I'll ask again. I'm like, <laughs> can you believe it that we made it to season three? <laughs> that's going to be that's gonna be wild. Um, Years from now. It doesn't surprise me because both of us have forgotten almost entirely how to do this. Mm-hmm. If you can't tell, it's been a while since we've sat down at the microphone, just the two of us, to do this. Yeah. I, it's been over a month. It's been well over a month, yeah. It's got to be like six weeks. It was month. September, I think, the last time we recorded. Yeah. Yeah, it was at least September. You were 31. For sure, we had the... Yeah, because it was the weekend after my birthday. It didn't work out. We were supposed to record the tournament, and then the week after I was gone, and then the week after we were at the... Yeah, we... friends, and we recorded last week's episode, mm-hmm. and then... So we haven't yeah. had to done a proper episode. We haven't episode done a proper episode in like six weeks. Six weeks, yeah. You were 31 last time we did a proper episode. Mm-hmm. I am still 31. I was such a baby. It's true. And I so still... So innocent. I still have... All that youthful energy in mm-hmm. me. He's really going to bring it. It's like 8.40 right now as we're recording. I'm about to turn into a pumpkin. Also because the spooky season. Oh, because the spooky season. And because I'm old. That's true. I ate dinner like, like four and a half hours ago. I'm cranky and I need my medicine. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't like you being old. <laughs> I don't either, but it's just the way the world is. Everything hurts and I'm dying. You should have the youthful exuberance of a 31-year-old like me. I should. I will be 31 forever. Mm Mm-hmm. Or until next Saturday. A week. One more week. Yes. Either way. Yes, for those of you listening and are doing the math, that does mean my birthday is Halloween. Don't know how you would catch that because they don't know when this is being recorded necessarily. Well, but you could put the context clues together because we've talked about time a lot. I guess. We do talk about time a lot on this show. (laughs) Um, anyway, as I was initially getting to, we made it to season three. Yes. Which is, I feel like is the start of the golden age mm-hmm. of Boy Meets World. Three, four, and five. Three, four, and five. It's kind of like, it's a bell curve and we're, we're curving up mm-hmm. and we're, we're at the peak. Not even the peak. We're at the start of the peak. Yep. Um, and it's just, it's really good. I think season three is really special to me. They're the only DVDs you own, they so are. I hope so. I had some friends in high school get them for me. I think it was for my birthday when we first moved there. Maybe Christmas. I can't remember if any of you all are listening. Uh, I don't know why you would remember what you got me for my birthday when I turned 17 or whatever. But you did, so thank you. And I 
I've watched them a lot every time we've moved and like not had internet or TV or whatever when we move, I will just put those on and watch them. So it's like associated with moving. I've moved quite a few times since I got those. And mm-hmm. so it's just like something that's always been going. I know all these episodes pretty well. And I think they're all really good. You even lent them to me in college once when my apartment didn't have internet. It's a, It gets you through it. It's true. It's true. So we have both seen these probably more than any other, though I have seen every episode of Boy Meets World at least 10 times. Yeah, I've seen them a whole lot of times, but these even more. Yeah, these at least a few more times for me, Mm because I think I watched through the DVDs that you gave me a few times, or that you lent me. Yeah. So yeah, it's very special. It is. It is. And if, you know, if season two was a massive jump from season one, which it was, especially in like feel, mm-hmm. um, season three is not as massive of a jump. It's more of a a polishing. Mm-hmm. Like this They feels, refine it quite a bit. Yeah, they refine it quite a bit. This episode felt a lot like you expect Boy Meets World. It didn't feel like early Boy Meets World. It didn't feel like late Boy Meets World. It just felt like Boy Meets World. Yeah. Like, this is it. We're in the golden age. They really hit their stride. Like, they've got a good audience. Like, they're trying to appeal. Like, kind of a wide appeal to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I think it it pays off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the first episode of a season, so... Yeah, they really are going for it. They're really going for it. And, I mean, it's safe to say we're going to... We're going to be pretty positive because yeah. it's a pretty positive episode. Um, for all of you out there, we've said it a few times, but if you're just joining us, we've always done two episodes an episode. It's a weird way to put two that. Two episodes of the show for every one episode of our show. Yeah, with a few uh, key exceptions. Um, but starting now, the, the episodes are going to be so much about relationships and um, we're going to have a lot of timeline to do probably. Uh-huh. Uh, with all of that, we are going down to one episode at a time if we feel like it's going too slow or we have too little to talk about we may change it is our show and we will change it how we see fit but this is where we have decided uh that we're going right now is one episode at a time starting with 301 my best friend's girl thus spake chance and cameron thus spake chance and cameron this is where we have done oh no that's it (laughs) that's it that's it. Uh, if we have any Hawaiian pigeon li- listeners out there, we love you guys. Uh-huh. Come on the show. We just want to talk with you. Yes. You have a beautiful language. You're my favorite way of speaking English. And that's not a joke. Yeah, it's not really English. Well, it's a pigeon. It's its own thing. Well, but it's not a pigeon. because a pi- we, we, we can argue about what a pigeon language is later. We certainly can. It's colloquially called a pigeon, but it's I guess not. it's more of a dialect. Yeah. But all right, I'm I'm doing a lot of motions right now because I'm keep wanting to circle back and I'm stopping myself. Let's dive into it. Who wants to do the summary? <laughs> oh, well, I, do we need to rotate now? Because we can't do I one. Suppose in... we need to rotate. Should we do whoever does the intro does the summary? Or no, flip, opposite. Flip, flip, opposite. Okay, opposite. So it's me. Mm-hmm. Episode three hundred one. My best friend's girl. It's the first day of school, and Corey is ready to ask Topanga to be his girlfriend. Hilarity ensues. Also. Eric is trying to get some good extracurriculars to get into college and becomes the president of the film club at school and gets involved in a scheme with Harley and Joey to try to pack out the seats to Frankie and Joey. What am I even saying? There you go. Frankie and Joey to pack out the seats for the movie that they're planning to show. Don't worry, everyone out there. I scolded him for you. I was the comment section. There is no comment section. This is a podcast. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Unless you get on our Twitter page. 
Twitter. I have not been tweeting very much. You really haven't. I'm sorry out there. I am not a good tweeter. He really isn't. No. If you want to take over our social media... No, I'm the editor. You're the editor of what? Of our podcast. No, no, I'm... I'm oh, you're asking this, them. I was yes, like, I was throwing this, this to me. I need to do stuff. If you want to be our uh, social media engineer... Uh, we can pay you... Nothing. Zero dollars a year plus benefits. And the benefit is you're our friend. Yeah. What yeah. greater benefit is there than friendship? I, I like that. Maybe maybe the real income is the friends we made along the way. It's not, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Anyway, I think we have talked enough about other things, and we can get into it now. Why? I guess I don't know. <laughs> we could jump in. Okay. I just wanted to see what you would say. <laughs> uh, gut reaction. Um, Love it. Yeah. I laughed a lot. It's probably more like LPMs than even the very best episodes of the last season. Really? I think so. I There were a few very key laughs for me, but I still laugh more at On the Air and Danger Boy than I did this episode. Mm, I just feel like there's a lot of jokes. There is. And, and and most of them are pretty well crafted, but there's like, I feel like there's a few key like, like pin jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is funny. Yes. Like, boo. Boo, I'm a joke? No, that was a very funny joke at the end. We'll get to it. Oh, Feeny saying boo. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm I'm tracking with you. Uh-huh. I'm tracking with you. Um, hey, yeah, there's one less good joke that kind of runs throughout. But we'll get to that too. Oh, yeah, there is. Uh-huh. There is. Uh-huh. Um, that's uh-huh and um at the same time. Mm. Mm. Love it. Anyway, it's so like oh, I said. I got to start. Okay. Music reference as a title. She's my best friend's girl. Okay. I've said it. It's fine. It's not a great music title. It's not a bad one. It just exists. Yeah, they actually do say though that in the episode too, mm-hmm. which is more than they've done most of the other times. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So good title. So Corey opening scene. Corey comes into Turner's apartment to get Sean. Mm-hmm. Sean's hair is looking crazy. Crazy. My very first note is Sean's hair exclamation point. Actually, my very first note was new intro. We have a new intro. That's true. Third season, third intro. Um, But yes, his hair is looking crazy. And I realized something this past week. Sean and Eric's hair and general, especially Sean, you notice his outfits are very busy. That look is coming back. And it's coming back through K-pop. Oh. I was watching for the first time this last week the music video to BTS Dynamite, which is very good. Yeah, it's a great song. Wonderful. Banger. But the music video, as I'm watching, I'm like, their hair is Sean hair. And their outfits are very... Very 90s. But they just have very big earrings also. Well, but that was very big in the 90s. That's true. I guess not on this show. But like dangly ones. Like a George Michael sort of dangly earring. Oh, interesting. I didn't realize. But you're right. I mean. It's coming back. I'm not the biggest pig K-pop guy. One more reason to get into it. I mean, I was kind of sold when they rose up to shut down all the white supremacists on Twitter. Well, but that was their fans. They have the best fans. Yes. So it, it, the good fans kind of sold me. How do we get on K-pop podcast? Do we start one? Ooh. Where we're just like, we're two big dummies about K-pop. And so we're going to have a podcast where we try to figure it out and invite people on to try to teach us what the heck it is. I love that. And it's all a ploy for this to become a huge K-pop podcast them to lift us up Uh uh-huh yes with their general overall positivity and if i could get a fan cam of me that'd be pretty cool a fan cam yeah i feel like that's they have the video of just different clips of 
different K-pop artists oh. doing like dancing or doing different stuff. It's a, it's a big thing. Okay. A fan cam. I don't know why there'd be one of me. I feel very old right now because I don't know what you're talking about, but cool. Is it an app? Uh, no, I just see it on Twitter a lot. Oh, okay. But you said you don't tweet very well, so. <laughs> no. Look at this, noob. Sorry, guys. I failed all of you. So anyway, Sean's got a real K-pop look going on. I guess he does, yeah. My, I also took the note because they start really trashing on Corey's outfit. I'm like, this is the first good outfit Corey has ever worn. It really is. It's a quality look. Yeah. What What is wrong with a sweater? Like a sweater vest. Nothing. I agree. Nothing. They do hate sweater vests on this show. It's been established. They do. In Danger Boy. They, they are ragging on Feeney's sweater vest. That should have never made it to the tournament because of that very reason. <laughs> there were a lot worse episodes. <laughs> <laughs> sweater vests are good. Uh, yeah, this is Corey's first good look ever. And his date look later is a solid look. Yeah. It's just a buttoned-up flannel with a white shirt underneath. Similar to what you wear most every day. No wonder you like it. Well, I don't wear the white shirt underneath very often. But yeah. but I normally... He just wear. goes no shirt. It's true. Just chest out to the world. Chest out to the world. If you really picture me, think of a muscular lumberjack. Sort of like a more rugged Fabio. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's how you should real, all be picturing A real me. Chris Hemsworth type. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> I did tell you one time I thought I looked like Carl Urban. You did tell me you looked you like... You disagreed. I, just... I was like, I looked in the mirror and I just saw Carl Urban. And you were like, no. No. You didn't. <laughs> uh, uh, when you picture the people recording this podcast, picture Carl Urban. Thor and Chris and Hemsworth. Bones McCoy. From yep. Star Trek. Yep. <laughs> that'll get you. That, that'll that do it. Or Aomer. I prefer an Aomer look from Lord of the Rings. Oh, oh yes, yes. I was confused there for a second. I, I'm still not the biggest Lord of the Rings fan. Yeah, that's all right. We don't need to discuss more of your faults on this podcast. Um, I mean, it's just fine. Yeah. Come at me. Come at me, Lord of the Rings fans. I don't care. <laughs> Why would they? I'm so confused. Anyway, yes. Sean's look, very 90s. Corey's look, was pretty solid. Yeah, it's good. There's nothing wrong with it. Like an 8 out of 10. Yeah, 8 out of 10. And Mr. Turner, like, hey, you got a job interview? I mean, it is very nice compared to his normal stuff. Well, yeah, but his normal stuff is really bad. So I'm just saying, it's noticeable. It's not, his outfit's very out of character. Yeah. To be dressed so nicely. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's kind of in line with his home look the yellow hoodie mm -hmm. and the white t-shirt but anyway we're talking way too much about Corey's fashion yes the fact is he looks good they bust him for it uh-huh and so they're coming and they get a little exposition sean's like oh how did i forget today's wednesday topanga's coming back he says t-day t yes t-day topanga's coming back um and he is and Corey says he's gonna ask her to be his girlfriend mm -hmm. his boy ask her to be his girlfriend yes, yes. i said it right you did they even use the term go steady, which I'm pretty sure was pretty dated even at this point in the 90s. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Corey's, Corey's a little dated. Um, it's part of his charm, I suppose. And then Turner comes out um, and is reminded, like, reminding Sean he needs to get to school. And Sean's like, oh, well, I'm not feeling quite up to it. Could you write me a note? Yeah. And he's like, oh, sure. I'll just go ahead and write you one. And he writes it and Corey reads it. And he's like, no way. Yeah. It's like, what's it say? No way. And uh, he Turner then explains, if he isn't in class on time, that's TV no way. Snacks no way. Or, well, dates, dates no, no way. way. Snacks no way. And Sean's reply is, snacks? snacks? <laughs> I'm new with this. I mean, I wouldn't like it if someone took away snacks. That is a pretty severe punishment. 
Yeah, snacks Especially are great. Especially for a growing teenage boy. Yeah, yeah, snacks are great. I am actually not much of a snacker, but every time I do, I enjoy it. Yeah, if there's a snack available, I'm going to go for it. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't keep them around. It's I'm right there with you, yeah. We are pro-snack, just anti-having them on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I know that was the burning question on each of your minds. You're like, man, are they eating snacks right now? No, it's bad for the audio. It's true. We have snacked before it, occasionally. Yes, before it, not during. Um. Anyway, this is a quality episode, or I feel like we're just firing on all cylinders. <laughs> we're, we're being very tangential. It's, it's we fun. just completely forgot how to do this, and all we're doing is talking. We talk all the time. It's true, but... You guys are going to love it. It's going to be the best. Mm-hmm. And so they go to head out because Eric's like, or not Eric. See? You, I forgot you, you who forgotten. the characters are. Forgotten. Everyone tweet at Cameron and remind him what character is what. Yeah, send me pictures. This one's Sean. This one's Eric. But Sean is headed out the door in his bathrobe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hunt, uh, Turner. <laughs> I'm going to take over for Cameron here. Oh, no. Uh, we got to leave all of this in because it's wonderful. We do. But uh, Turner says, aren't you forgetting something? Referring to him wearing pajamas and a bathrobe. And he goes, ah, my books. And grabs them and walks out. Um, it's very good. It is very good. And apparently he's got a button-up shirt in his locker. I don't know why it just doesn't stay in the bathrobe. Mm-hmm. But Also, so here's my question. Okay. Is this the first day of school? I don't think so. It does not seem to be the first day of school. It is maybe school has been in like a week and Topanga was just late getting back from summer. But then in a minute, Turner's like, hey, there's this new thing this year where when the bell rings, it means get to class, which feels like first day. And well, maybe they've just been late in the past and he's like berating them for it. Maybe. But then Feeney's also like talking to Turner about how like now you're in schools. This way it was in the summer is not going to be the way it's going to be now. That's true. It it definitely doesn't feel like the first day of school, but those two lines make it But then why does more. Sean have books already? That's, yep. I guess he lives with the teacher. It seems like, at best, school started Monday and now it's Wednesday. And we do know Topanga's parents are pretty lax about her attendance. Yeah, it's true. Topanga Lawrence does not get perfect attendance at John Adams. She really doesn't. She's gone all the time. Um. Yes. So, I, I don't think so. I say we say it's not the first day of school. Okay. I, I, it just doesn't feel it's like it early can. on. Very early. Like if if they're more than two weeks in, then I've got a problem. But like three, four days in, like yeah, yeah. I, I'd say that's fair. Does school start on Monday for you guys? Like in the school year, or does it start on like um, Wednesday? It did this year, and it sucks when it does. It's the absolute worst. The last two years we started on Monday, and it is garbage. That first week of school is so exhausting. Okay. And okay. to go a full week of like, hey, everybody, we've been out all summer. It's time to get back in the habit of being in school. It's so tiring. Gotta and to go, go for a full week at the very beginning is really, really hard. And it didn't help this time that we were uh, out of school for like six months. <laughs> that's That's probably true. That's probably true. Painful. And no one knew how long you guys were going to be in. Yes. Plus we were wearing masks and uh, still are. Did you have like plastic dividers? No, they're all just spread out. We need to not talk about this. We do. I was about to sing back to school. We got to go back, back, back to school. I was thinking, yeah, Billy Madison. Back to school, back to school. Prove to your dad that I'm no fool. Oh. 
I don't know that I know that one. Really, man? I guess you're not an Adam Sandler guy. No. I, he's got I'm some not either. I'm just, I, we don't need to get into that either. Because we're going to have the Lord of the Rings fans and the Adam Sandler fans coming at us. And the K-pop stands aren't our defenders yet. It's true. I am fine with Lord of the Rings. We can't be firing these kind of volleys, just shooting them out there without good defenses. I, I, I am fine with Lord of the Rings. I have no problems with it. I just think the movies are kind of boring. We just need to shore up who's on our side yeah. before we start attacking people. Agreed. Agreed. So if you want to be on our side, let us know. Yes. Uh, tweet at K-pop fans to join our... our, Co- our The Coalition of the Willing. The Coalition of the Willing. Exactly. Um, we love you, K-pop fans. Come on the show. All yes. of you. We would love to do an episode <laughs> with all of you. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> um, so they're at school. We've yeah. made it through... The beginning scene. It's gonna. It's really about to start just flying. If I can remember everybody's names and I cannot get distracted, we're basically done with this episode. I was waiting for the cue of your Pinterest email to come in. So <laughs> just hard. Throw it off. <laughs> I was waiting because right when you said, "If I cannot get distracted," hey, hey, yeah, it's not in yet. <laughs> hey, but just you wait. It's gonna be good. I just know it. No, none of you have tweeted at Cameron to stop this madness yet. So it must continue. The people have not told me to stop, so I will not. Um, Well, anyway, we see Topanga. And she looks great. Um, This is maybe my favorite Topanga look. Because she looks like a real teenager and not like a kid becoming a teenager in last season. Mm -hmm. Um, But she's still got the very long hair. It's a good Topanga look. Yeah. it's. I guess usually when I think Topanga, I think like season one first. Really? Just because it's like very much stands out. But then this. Mm-hmm. And then like older Topanga. So I guess I think of her chronologically when I think of Topanga. I think that's fair. Um, and Danielle Fischel has like, I've, has always been someone that I like follow on social media and all that. So when I think of Danielle Fischel, I definitely think of like older Topanga, uh-huh. Girl Meets World Topanga. But this is like, if, if you were like, what's your favorite Topanga look? It's this, this is one. It. Season three Topanga. She's kind of, she's dressed a little preppy. Not as crazy as she once did. Mm-hmm. Um, she's always dressed very nice. I mean, they're talking Icon. about. It's true. I'm just saying they were talking about Corey's outfit. She is dressed way above Corey. Mm-hmm. Makes him look like a sad sack. And infinitely above Sean. <laughs> yes. He's wearing a bathrobe. Um, I also noticed in mapping out the school, the door behind the bust of John Adams on the left is the gymnasium. It says oh. so on the door. Which is weird that Corey and Sean walked out of it at the beginning of the scene. But it says gymnasium on the door. Maybe there's a maybe there is another identical hallway on the other side of the gymnasium. Uh, maybe so. Um, yeah, so we've established this like gymnasium, Ooh. Turner's class, boys' bathroom. This is kind of problematic. Because in the first episode of season two, the two naked boys were walking from where the bathrooms are. And they were like, seniors, seniors. Oh, I guess I, I was assuming they took their clothes in like a locker room. Mm-hmm. But maybe not. Maybe, maybe they bathroom. literally just stripped them, which Rude. makes that a lot more terrible. Terrible. I mean, it all is, but maybe. Sure. But I just noticed that that was on the door. So with the one with Turner's Corner, so we've got Turner's Corner that has the boys' bathroom because it was the boys' bathroom. That part of the hallway, that identical hallway that's in apparently multiple places, uh-huh. uh, we have a gymnasium behind the head. Yes. That is not all of those hallways. So it's like Turner's classroom, gymnasium. 
mm-hmm. boys' bathroom. Kind of three doors. Yep. And then you have the hall that goes off behind and the hall that goes off on the right, like up the steps. Yep. That we don't really know. We know a newsroom's in one of those. Well, we've got two. Yeah, we've got the one that goes up the steps and then the one that goes parallel to that. Because there's something that goes past the boys' bathroom as well. Mm-hmm. And then the one that goes back past the gymnasium. So it's tricky. This this random corner, this labyrinthian high school of John Adams High. If anyone is like an architectural drafter and you want a job, we can pay you zero dollars a year <laughs> plus the benefits of being our friend. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> um, Apply now. We just want to know what John Adams has to look like. That's all we want to know. It's got to look like something. Um. So anyway, I feel like this is almost like a reintroduction of Topanga. What do you mean? Like she has a different look. She's been in and out the whole first two seasons. Mm-hmm. But this is like establishing her as a seer. Like more than just a regular. Like a like a main full cast member. Interesting. And she's like got a new look. Just seems like... I mean, she's always seemed very confident. But it just, she just has like a different feel. That's interesting. Because I felt like Topanga had less agency in this episode than she has in other episodes she's kind of waiting for things to happen Mm -hmm. to her rather than going for them right rather than going for them which is not topanga not topanga though i do think i do have that theory that i never think was ever proven wrong that topanga likes Corey and has been waiting for him so maybe topanga also feels like now is the time this is when it happens Mm -hmm. but she wants to make sure he's mature enough to go for it and that's why she's being passive yeah i could see that because i mean even in season two it's been made clear like oh you like him yeah and all of that stuff so i think that's true she's giving him his chance to yeah i think show it i guess i think for two years topanga has been waiting for Corey to mature <laughs> like a fine wine yeah now whether that occurs in this episode we're gonna have to talk about i would say no but let's just continue here yeah um Corey is very smitten. Mm-hmm. He it looks and he's like, man, I missed her. But now that she's here, I miss her even more. Which, I it probably sounds sweet in a high school poetry class. But. Yeah, Corey says a lot of things. It's just like, all right now, let's slow it down there, John and Hank Green. <laughs> I, hey, hey, I do too, but teenagers don't talk. I mean, teenagers do talk in that sort of self aggrandizing kind of way like, just like i'm saying the most important things that any human has ever uttered with their lips it's true so i think they nail it on that front i'm gonna bash a fandom real quick oh no k-pop we need you <laughs> we need you k-pop one of my least favorite genres of music is a genre that Country. i got from the internet well i got from the internet called white guys with an acoustic guitar and it is a genre that i hate quite dearly and the epitome of it... Ed Sheeran? Some set of Ed Sheeran. I mean, when he does like Don't or Cat Usle on the Hill and he's got like that full orchestra, that's not White Guy with an Acoustic Guitar. But White Guy with an Acoustic Guitar is more of an attitude personified by Let Her Go by Passenger. Let Her Go personifies this genre to me mm-hmm. as like... I'm saying all this artistic stuff and it's so beautiful. But if you actually listen, everything he's really. saying is stupid. Like, like Louis Capaldi. Louis Capaldi. Um, And it is important to note, you do not have to be white nor possess an acoustic guitar to be a white guy with an acoustic guitar. All of you, or all of me, whichever song that is by John Legend, it's a black guy on a piano, but it's a white guy with an acoustic guitar song. Oh, I like that one. Well. It's mm. the best of the three that we've mentioned here. Oh, we've compared it to Passenger and Louis Capaldi. (laughs) Can't be worse. (laughs) And it's this like, it's this false sincerity. This like... 
oh, my words are going to be so eloquent. And you're just, it, it is the equivalent of the guy at church camp who brought his guitar. And he knows three chords. If he knows three he's chords. He's going to use them for all they're worth. Yep. And then some. And all he's doing is trying to make some girl think he's deep, even though he doesn't even know the opening lick to Smoke on the Water. <laughs> yeah. How did we get here? Well, it's what Cor- Corey's saying these things. I miss her even more. Yeah. If I could think of the perfect woman, she wouldn't even, she wouldn't come, even come close, close to you. I, I, you see, it says that every time, and I'm just like, what? You're like 13. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it, it, it just makes me think of that, like this like really artistic language to make what you're saying sound important. Well, what you're saying, when you really look at it, it's not artistic, it's not poetic. It can be important. Sure. It's just not necessarily the way you're saying it. But it's dumb. <laughs> so yeah, he's like, I miss her even more now. And she came back, she went to the rainforest, a girl, and she came back a woman. No, she's, she's still, still pretty much a Topanga. Girl. What, what I think you mean is... You went away with hormones and came back with more hormones. <laughs> more moans. <laughs> more moans. <laughs> you came back with more moans. Anyway, I mean, I've said some pretty sappy things to some people, but... I never do. Oh, My wife rags on me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But there's right our first Thanksgiving after we were married. It was like, oh, I shudder to think. <laughs> it was Thanksgiving and we were back at home. We were going to bed and I just look over at her and then like this weird, I know the voice because we make fun of me for saying it still to this day. I like looked at her and I was just like, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> and she's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> were you, you were just trying to be cutesy? Or? Yeah. And, didn't land it wasn't you know what can you do <laughs> what can you do <laughs> live and learn i've never wished her happy thanksgiving ever since i'm gonna try happy thanksgiving did i do it right that's pretty close okay good i love it she does it really good but she would never come on the air to say it <laughs> so yeah Corey is nervous he won't approach Topanga. He mm-hmm. keeps he keeps trying. He's like, Sean, I'm not moving. And Sean's like, will you just go ask her to be steady already or whatever uh-huh. he says. Like, get over yourself. Just yeah. do it. Then we cut to Eric and Eric is officially dumb now. Yeah. He like staples his sleeve to the wall. Dumb soup on his lap in the last I, I season. I mean, he's been dumb as we've established, but he's like fully there now, I think. I guess. I guess he's sure. still, he's still got a ways to go till we get to like college, mm-hmm. particularly late college. Yeah. Um, but definitely playing up this side of his character. Yeah. A lot less the like smooth older brother. Yep. Um, Though that does come up later. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he does. He staples his shirt to the bulletin board and mm-hmm. he's like, hey, no skin this time. Yeah. And then he's talking to Feeney like, why am I doing this? And he's saying to help you get into college. And he's like, my grades aren't good enough to get me into college. Your grades aren't good enough to get you a Slurpee. <laughs> Which is really funny. Oh, funny. Um, he's become the president of the film society. Which is just him? Apparently. Like, no one's helping him do any of this. Did uh, Feeney It's the cre- president's job to do everything, just like it's the principal's job to hang up all the signs and run the, the school dance. But, so is it, like, because you'd think the film society would be at the film society event. Do you think the mimes are the only members of the film society? They really film like society? silent films. <laughs> they really This is like their silent. first branching out into something else. Yes. Um, if you're some of our friends who've never watched the show but listen along, Chance's sentence just now about the mimes being in the film society makes zero sense to you. I didn't even think about that, but you're right. 
You're absolutely right. But to anybody else, you're like, okay, yeah, that tracks. Yeah. If, you, if you've seen the episode, you're like, yeah, mimes, sure. <laughs> so anyway, Eric's doing that. They're showing the movie Paint Your Wagon. Yes. And now we need to get into this. Uh-huh. Coach Franklin. Mm-hmm. So earlier, Cord- Corey says, she went away a girl and came back a woman, as I've already said. And Sean goes, yeah, so did Coach Franklin. Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, there's really no way mocking this is good. <laughs> like, if you're mocking it because someone, like, became transgender or had some kind of surgery, that's not good. Don't don't trash on people because of that. If you're like, oh, Coach Franklin used to be, like, an ugly woman and came, or, ugly woman and came back like a hot woman, like, no, that's not good either. <laughs> there's really no way to make this joke work. Uh-huh. It doesn't land. And not being a like transgender person, so I don't know how it feels to be mentioned here. Like it doesn't feel I mean maybe it does, but like super mean spirited. Mm-hmm. It's almost just like it is. Which is and it's not like oh, like I can't believe it, how crazy. It's just like it just is. Yeah, well But I guess that's part of the thing. Yeah, but I think the the framing of the episode is definitely trying to get across like this joke needs no explanation or mean spirited because can you imagine something that crazy i guess that's true and intent and impact are not the same thing yeah anyway so so it is not a joke i'm a fan of um i have i have several transgender friends who i would not want them experiencing this joke Mm -hmm. um you know if i prepared them to go into it just to get their take that's a different story but like if we were just all getting around watching a show we love, uh-huh. it is not a thing I would wish them to experience. So, for um, sure, for sure. That was not a I have transgender friends thing. It's a, hey, I, I just don't, I would not feel comfortable watching this with them. Anyway, um, so, and then Feeney in the scene that Cameron says, it is Coach Franklin's favorite movie. Yeah. Is it a real movie? I have no idea. Well, this is easily solved. Yeah, we can Google it. We also have to Google something else a little later because I forgot Paint to. Your Wagon, a 1969 film. It is indeed starring Clint Eastwood. Oh, but he's singing. Yes. <laughs> They're singing. Ooh, it brought in $31 million. There you go. In 1969. Paint we went to the wagon. moon then. We went to the moon in 1969. It's a very musical episode. Do love musicals. We we sang Billy Madison. We sang we sang Back to School. Was it Aerosmith? I'm not sure. I we forget. also talked about K-pop. We talked about K-pop and now white I, guy with guitar music. White guys with acoustic guitars. Um, and now Clint Eastwood singing. Yes, but I also sang Even Steven. Also that. So influence of the musical. Influenza the musical? That's the name of the episode. Oh, I didn't know that. Because Rin has the flu and it gives her crazy dreams. Oh, that's a good... More shows should use that. They really really should. Scrubs did an episode like that, but of course they did. It was a good episode. All right, anyway. Yes, Paint Your Wagon, Coach Franklin's favorite movie. I don't know why, because there's a laugh track after he says that line. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure why it's funny maybe because it's like a musical western and that's very masculine and very feminine feminine. (laughs) they like musicals we have already established that men don't like musicals and show tunes it's true that was established in i think the first season and all that wrongness yeah Um, because mom singing show tunes was the worst thing that could possibly happen mm -hmm. all you moms out there you sing all the show tunes you want dads too dads too kids go for it nannies Sing. Sing your heart out. Give us a little Hades town. Cousins. Peep Pops. Give G-Moss. Take it away, Cameron. Oh, dear. I don't know what to sing. The first one. I'm, it's so much pressure. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> Never mind. You don't have to sing Hades Town. I want to, but this it's too much pressure. Okay, no Hades Town for you guys. Um, Why do we build the wall? My children, my children, why do we build the wall? There we go. I love it. I don't have a contrabass voice like the person who sings for Hades. I thought you did beautifully. That was wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> it wasn't very good. I was going to sing uh, Look at Your Life Through Heaven's Eyes, but then I'm like, that's not really a show tune. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> what are we doing? So we have made it through two scenes of the show. Three. Three. But Three. then Sophie, Corey. Oh my gosh. Eric is talking to Feeny. And he says, why do we have to show this movie? Can't we show something with blood and guts? You know, something with a story. And Feeny says, characters like that have no place on this yeah. In this school. Degenerates and, then, and violence yes, has no place in this school. Turns right around and there are Frankie and Joey like shaking down a kid, literally holding him upside down mm-hmm. and shaking the coins out of his pocket. And it's just such good comedic timing. It is. It's great comedic timing. Uh, Frankie is peak Frankie. Looks great. We love you, Ethan Soupley. Come on the show. Mm-hmm. A haircut really did him a lot of good. Yeah. It did him a lot of favors. Um, he looks a little boyish. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, is great. Um, I, I feel like this was a proof of concept. They were like, can Frankie and Joey carry, carry this role? Without a lead bully. Without a lead bully. They super can. They super like, can. The best part of the episode, I think. Yeah, I would one say so. Of, it, it's all really good. Yeah. And it's just like, they are they are there. It's like, oh, we were saving this guy. Good thing uh, he was choking on some coins. But uh, Frankie knows the floor like maneuver. Yeah. And then he's like, I guess I'll just see you both in detention. And Frankie goes, why, Mr. Feeney? What did you do? <laughs> why, Mr. Feeney? What'd you do? <laughs> uh, and Feeney's just like, something terrible in a past life, apparently. <laughs> that's the end. That's the uh-huh. end of the scene. Yes. We'll We've go made back. made it through four scenes. What? That three. Four-ish. Three-ish to four. Um, Corey finally goes and talks to Topanga. Mm-hmm. She's seemed very charming. She's like, Corey, hi. We have all the same classes again, which hold up. <laughs> they have not yeah. had all the same classes. This is ridiculous. Well, maybe they have. I guess she's gone a lot. Yeah, we, we established she was gone a lot. Maybe she was sick a lot or something. No, no. We, we have explanations for Oh, right. She was off on... Her parents take her to places I mean, like the rainforest. literally in the rainforest. Yeah. Her parents do a lot of, like, on-site learning. Mm-hmm. And she, like, comes back and writes papers about what she did and gets credit for it. Yeah. I mean, she's very smart, so... Yeah. And she went to uh, student council president, camp. student council camp, even though I don't think she's still on student council, but that's besides the point. She is. We just don't see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we just don't see it. That's true. Um, and yeah, she is very charming. She's like, hi, like we have all the same classes again. And Corey, I guess out of nerves, is just like, yeah, my summer was good too. <laughs> yeah. And then he just walks away and he's dejected. He's standing next to Sean. And he's like, when I'm next to her, I just become a sea monkey. That's a bad animal, man. <laughs> um, so we've talked a lot about 
how Boy Meets World has impacted uh, Cameron and I's life. Every time we're in the car and one of them says Jasmine Fontana, the other one always responds. Every time anyone has ever mentioned a sea monkey in my entire life, whether I have said it out loud or I have thought it. Bad animal, That's man. a bad animal, man. <laughs> every every time. Like, I know sea monkeys don't get talked about that much anymore because they're not really a thing anymore. But Thankfully. Aren't that, they just shrimp? I was never clear on what they are because you can't even see them. They're just like fuzz in a bowl. Very exciting stuff. Yeah. It's a bad animal, man. It's up there with Pet Rock. Yeah. So, yeah. That is a way, for some reason, this episode has a permanent spot on my mind. I even, while I was watching the episode with our friend Adam, I said it right before Sean did. That's a bad animal, man. (laughs) Just, it's good. And then Turner comes and sends him to class with his whole thing that I mentioned earlier. Like, new thing this year when the bell rings. It means get to class. Yeah. And so they go, and then Feeney's like, is Turn or is Hunter giving, you, giving trouble. you trouble? Maybe you should send a note home to yourself. <laughs> and then it kind of sets up like, are Turner and Feeney going to be squaring off again in this episode? Mm-hmm. But fortunately, they don't. Yeah, they don't. There's kind of this one scene where it's like, well, it's going to be different now. It's more exposition than conflict. Where Feeney's just like, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. Which doesn't even play out in this episode. There's more of a meta narrative yeah. throughout. That's being set up here, which I like. Yeah, it's true. And it's good. It's it's always very interesting because, like, Feeney gets Eric the the presidentship, I guess, of a student activity that he should not have. Yeah. But, like... And most certainly does not have by the end of this episode. Yeah, most most assuredly. I wouldn't be surprised if Feeney created the film society so Eric could do it. (laughs) I can see that. Um, but yeah, yet he's warning uh he's warning Turner, Turner not to get too involved in Hunter's life. Yep, the yeah. summer's over. The dynamic must change. Which is true. Yeah, so then Corey's having trouble talking to Topanga. He like salutes her. Yeah. He gives her a big thumbs up. <laughs> you're 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 downplaying these because they're both very funny. <laughs> he she's handing out papers in class and he stops her. And she's like, yes, Corey? And he goes, thanks for this. He shows her the paper and then salutes, salutes her. Which is very funny. And then he stops. Like, what's and, going on this weekend? I don't know. Me neither. And then he gives, gives her a thumb. huge thumbs up. Like, his thumb looks weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just bends really far back. Yeah. Like, it may be Ben, not Ben Savage. Ben Savage. Ben Savage. I was like, no, it's Fred Savage. But that's the other one. Ben Savage, maybe he's like double jointed in his thumb or something. Yeah, it's a. I'm it, curious. It is. It is an interesting angle. It's an. It's a very intense thumbs up. Uh-huh. And uh, I was watching with our friend Adam. Um, we were eating our Taco Bell at the time. Drinking his free drink. Drinking my free drink, and Adam just I. I he was barely watching the show because he doesn't watch Boy Meets World, and he just busts up when he. <laughs> when, he he made kind of a sound when he gave him the salute. He was like, huh. and then when they bring the joke back and he gives him the big thumbs up, he just went. <laughs> he just kind of. Which, I mean, it's really funny. It is. Like, this whole thing is funny, but why is it an issue? What do you mean? Like, I mean, they pointed out in the, in the episode, like, Cory and Topanga have, like, sort of been a thing for a while. Like, they've known each other a really long time. They've, like, full-on made out before. But now it's, like, suddenly, like, I can't even talk to her. What's wrong with me? Like, what? Yeah, this is a weird thing. I mean, I don't know. Having a talk about relationship and being afraid of rejection and not knowing how things are going to go. I mean, I get that. I do. Um, I was nervous once when I was talking to, uh, when I was talking to a girl about defining a relationship. Um... So I guess I get that, but at the same time, like, this level, it does seem a little... Mm-hmm. It's a bit much. 
Yeah, it's a bit much. Um, all right. I, I thought you wanted to talk more about why it was an issue. Oh, you're just, I, you're I, don't just good. I don't know why it's an issue. I think it's just an issue because it's a good setup for an episode. Is it, though? Um, it's Cor- funny. Corey's my least favorite part of this episode. We're having, a, we're having a funny laughs. Well, yeah, I did laugh at Corey being stupid. But yeah. Corey is my least favorite part of this entire episode. He really is. Corey's kind of awful in this Am whole I moving? episode. Sean, you're not next to me. That means it must be moving. <laughs> um... There is something funny at Turner's apartment in a minute that does make me laugh every time. Oh, yes, yes. Well, the Turner's apartment scene coming up is is, is gold. It's wonderful. From, um, from the very entrance of a character. But first, we've got to go to... I mean, this is when Frankie and Joey come into contact with Eric. Yes. To say, we will help you out. Well, people are booing Eric and oh, yeah. throwing booing things at him. he's hanging the posters for Paint Your Wagon. Yeah, that's true. Which, this is not an event you have to go to. Yeah, no one's making you attend. Like, if this was like, you have to go to this for school credit, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Just it's that anti-intellectual. Because, you know, Paint Your Wagon is so intellectual, I'm sure. Um, you know. I'm just like, did you ever see an event at school and be like, boo, I hate that boo. You're putting up a sign for that, boo. Yeah, it, Get out of here. I have my own life. You don't have to attend, but boo. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah. Know. Maybe they are. Eric. Hey, hey, hey. I'm trying to get into college here. Yeah. I'm trying to get into college here. And then uh, Frankie and Joey come to his defense. Uh-huh. Joey's like, hey, hey, hey. It says Clint Eastwood's in this picture. And then Frey's like, and Frankie like drops his head and shakes it. He's like, he's singing. <laughs> but then they um, strike a deal with Eric mm-hmm. saying, but- we'll help you sell out your screening. For a piece of the action. Mm-hmm. They say they've got their hands in every student organization in the school. Except. Except the mime club. Because the mimes freak them out. Yeah. Understandably. Um, which is, it again is just showing a much more sophisticated side of Frankie and Joey. It's not just shaking kids down for their lunch money. That's why TK could send all those gifts. Yeah. Because Harley had a piece of all the action. Well, and yeah, we had, we, we had talked about it. Uh, but he we only talked about it from a lunch money perspective. True. Which even from just a lunch money perspective, he was pulling down 30K a year. Yeah. In in 1994. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of money. Um, But they, I mean, they're doing very well for themselves, financially speaking. They are, yeah. In their kind of criminal empire. I, it, we, we will later learn that Frankie lives in a poor part of town. But that makes no sense because he's making bank at the school and his dad's a professional wrestler. I don't know. Yeah, who can say? Where the road goes? Sure. Only time. Only time. (laughs) Just gotta keep that singing going. This is the musical episode. I I don't know if you guys knew that. (laughs) Boys meet musical episode. (laughs) Boys meet the musical episode. It's gonna be very deceiving. Now I have Enya's Sail Away stuck in my head. Sail away, Uh sail away. But do you have um, Come Sail Away by Styx stuck in your head? Oh, start it. Sail away, come sail away, come sail away with me. Yes. Very good. I need to. I'm sailing away. Yeah, it's a good song. I couldn't get the Enya song out of my head enough to like remember, remember that it. song. You're gonna go one of two ways when you hear "Sail Away." It's yeah. either "Sticks" or "Enya." They're the only two options, and "Enya" was already on my brain. Yeah, so you already, you already had that box open. "Enya, we love you. Come on the show." Sure, <laughs> "Sticks." I, I, I honestly don't know if these people are still alive. Come on the show. Either way, it is a spooky season. Did the Sticks ruin their career with "Domo Regato, Mr. Roboto? I'm not sure. I feel like they've always been very theatrical and sort of spectacle-based in their music. 
Yes, but it was like, we're a leg- legitimate band. And then Domoro Igato and Mr. Roboto was like... I don't think so. We're a joke band. I don't think so. Okay. I could be wrong. I just feel like... I don't know. I feel like the sticks kind of like... That was their jump the shark. It feels very much in their wheelhouse. They're... I'm, I'm trying to think of a Boy Meets World equivalent of jump the shark, and I don't I don't know what it is. Is it Eric jumping out of a painting to tackle Topanga? But I love that. Yeah, but it's still kind of like, what... <laughs> Or wrestling over the apartment. Wrestling over the apartment. Is the jump the shark moment in season six or seven? I don't know. I remember in an earlier episode saying, you saying you knew when it was. And we were going to talk about it. The moment it, it the all The moment changes? it jumps the shark. Oh no, I've forgotten. <laughs> oh dear. I've thought a lot about Boomy's World since then. I was noticing this notebook right here. It's very full. This is a lot of writing about Boomy's World. Yeah, that's what most of this one is. And a little bit of D&D notes. Like you do. Guys, we have written a lot about Boy Meets World. Has anyone got a book? No, probably not. What are we doing? Um, Let's continue. So they're going to help him out. Corey finally braves up and, well, sort of asks Topanga out. You're missing one of my favorite moments. Aren't I just always missing your favorite moments, apparently, as I'm trying to move (laughs) us along? You keep pulling us back. Well, I've got to, because this is the point where Frankie's like, I'm going to get away from these mimes. But I guess he walks (laughs) towards them, or something. Help me, Joey, they got me in the box again. Yeah, and Eric's like, I don't know, guys, I don't know. And Joey's like, oh, you don't know. What do we think about that, Frankie? And that cuts to Frankie. Help, Joey, they got me in the box again. And all these, like, six kids that are mimes are, like, boxing him in. Which I gotta say would be a little intimidating. Not that, not that I'm just like, this is real, and I'm actually trapped in a box, but just like, what are you freaks doing? What? I'll go after the mime community. Yeah. I'll do it. Oh, no. Mimes, I love you. Come on the show. What are they gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one. That was a good joke. Um, that was a good joke. See, you wanted me to pull you back to that moment, didn't you? Okay. But now we're, we really need to focus and just charge on through. Remember the mime bad guy in Powerpuff Girls? I'm just kidding. Don't... I remember Mr. Mime. Mr. Pokemon. Mime. Okay, anyway, yes. And Mr. Rhyme. Oh, stop this. Corey <laughs> approaches Topanga again. Yes. Well, actually, Topanga comes up to him. Well, yeah. he's like, he finally braves up and he's like, I was thinking we get together, get a big group, go to Chubby's. And she's just like, oh, I, someone already asked me. Yeah. See, yes. I disagree with you. He doesn't man up because she brings it up first. That's she's true. like, are you talking about Friday night? Is like, are you upset about Friday night? And this is when Corey, like, she broaches the subject so he feels okay. It still isn't him, like, telling her how he feels or anything. It's... I just don't. I don't want to give Corey too much credit in this episode because he doesn't. It's just it. kind of is thrown in his lap. Yeah, and he's still just kind of a passive, yeah, non-actor. Um, but turns out Topanga is going with someone. Bummer. Corey goes and is disappointed to Sean. Well, and he gets himself a free drink. Free drink. He slams his head against the soda machine and one just pops out, mm-hmm. which is a throwback to when Mr. Turner showed him how to get one out of there to kick it's it. True. Um, and then John's just like, oh, can you get me an orange? Um, and then Corey's like, you told me that this would happen. And he's like, I did. It's like, you, she, you said she was whatever, whatever, whatever. He's like, I did. And he's like, I just want to know who asked her. And Sean says, I did. Mm-hmm. He asked to hang out. Gasp. He asked out his best friend's girl. <gasps> Gasp. But not really. But sort of. Because this is all, it doesn't make any sense. We'll talk about that at the end. We'll talk about that at the end. But yes. Um, yes. And so she, Corey's feeling extra betrayed. betrayed. And then he's just like, why would you do this, God? Send me a sign. Mm-hmm. And then this kid comes sliding across the table. 
he's like, this isn't, is this your sign? <laughs> yeah. And Joey's like, yeah, it's a sign. And he lifts up the kid's shirt and it says, it's an advertisement. Society. Yeah. Um, and then he flips him over and it says, be there or be. And then another kid slides across and Frankie lifts him lifts up. Lifts him up and it just says dead, painted on his body. Which these poor little seventh graders, just mm-hmm. so mistreated. So mistreated. They also seem very small. <laughs> like Corey wasn't this small when he was in the seventh grade, just one year prior. Yes, just one year prior. They've grown up a lot since season two. They mm-hmm. look quite a bit different. They are in the throes of puberty. Mm-hmm. Just deep in it. Deep in the throes of puberty. Um. Yeah, so he is... I mean, that's just really funny. Be there or be dead. Be there or be there, dead is funny. It's really funny. But we see that Frankie and Joey are working with Eric now. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they are now part of their criminal empire. Then it cuts to Turner's apartment. Uh-huh, and we're introduced to a new character. A new character who has a great introduction. Uh-huh. Eli. Eli, Turner's and neighbor. Turner's neighbor and longtime... Good ba- longtime friend. Longtime friend. Eli comes in and he's really excited. He's like, that was the best job interview I've been on in months. Which, he's wearing a sweater vest. He is. Sweater vest is job interview clothes. And he's looking great. Um, he is a black character, so there's finally one kind of reoccurring. Mm-hmm. So good job, Boy Meets World, I guess. Took, took you long enough. Took you long enough. Um, the Brummies World guys said that there can only be one black character on the show at a time. I guess it's Eli for now. It's Eli for now. Uh, he comes in, he's like, best job interview I've had in months. And he's like, you got the job. And he's like, nope, secretary's, secretary's phone, phone number. number. Start Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> what about the job? Overqualified. Overqualified. They say it so reserved, or not reserved, like resigned. Uh huh. It's like what it's always been. Yeah, what it's always Which been. I'm curious what he did. Well, we learned later. Yeah, I guess we don't know right now. But um, we don't know right now. And then an incensed Corey bursts in the door. <laughs> where is Sean? Yeah, where, where is, is that? he? Where is he? What does he call him? Like that rat? Something like that. And then Sean's just like laying on the couch. And he's like, I'm right here, Corey. He's like, aha! I found you. <laughs> and Eli, throughout this whole scene, is just making these little comments. Uh-huh. He's, he's like peppering in these little these little moments. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, there's even the moment before Corey comes in where Turner's like, hey, man, if you end up like losing your apartment, mm-hmm. don't worry. You're always going to have a place to stay. That park right across the street. Yeah. <laughs> they just got new benches and we'll still be neighbors. Yeah. It, they do a really good job of like Eli is comfortable here. Uh-huh. He and Turner have been friends They've for a long like time. They've got like a really good chemistry. Yeah. So which I like. yeah, I liked I liked Eli's introduction a lot. And then you know Corey's like, "How could you do it, Sean? How could you ask out Topanga?" And they have a conversation about that that I don't really care. The gentleman's about. code of dating. But yeah, and and then Eli's the one who's like, "Actually, you shouldn't have done that because you're not supposed to ask out a girl that your friend has a crush on or just broke up with." Yeah, and then we get a piece of history that mm-hmm. Turner did that to Eli. But it's okay because Eli broke up with her for a foreign exchange student whose only, only word, word of English, English was, was yes. yes. I did like that semester. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a sleazy joke, maybe not. I don't know. Let's move on. Yeah. Because my favorite moment, maybe of the season, is about to happen. <laughs> so Corey's like, you are like my ex-friend. Mm-hmm. Like we're done. And he storms off. He storms out. But instead of storming out the door, he storms into the closet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's a beat. And Eli's just like, someone going to tell him he walked in the closet? And he comes out. And I'm taking back my sweater. And Eli, in maybe the greatest moment of the season, nice save. <laughs> and just 
Guys, our, when we talked about Morgan in season one on the countertop, we said, we can't do it justice. It's going to sound really weird coming out of our mouths. The comedic timing of this particular, I don't know, 15 seconds of screen time is is gold. Like us, us recapping it for you, maybe you laugh, maybe you chuckle, maybe you're just like, wow, this episode is terrible. Whatever you do, that's fine. But this moment is so funny. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can find a clip and share it. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can. Because it, it is just a beautifully timed, like, comedic setup yeah, and lovely. Panel. It's lovely. So, it's very funny. Nice save. Great moment. I'm taking back my sweater. And I'm taking back my sweater. Nice save. <laughs> so, Corey goes home, and he's talking to his mom. And he's just like, why am I even asking you for help? Women will only bring you heartache. Yeah. And then she's just like, oh, I don't know. There's that whole... Like putting a roof over your head and giving you food and clothes and that giving like, birth thing. Yeah, 14 and, hours of labor. And he's like, Mom, that's getting real old. Yeah. Yeah. Which I feel like is the thing most teenagers can relate to. Uh-huh. It's like, all right, Mom, enough. Yeah. Um, Eric comes down, kind of like, don't worry, Mom, I can take care of this. He's like, yeah, I remember a song and that comes to mind in times like these. We get to be musical again. <sighs> Topanga's going, going out with Sean. Topanga's going out with Sean. Oh, bite me very much. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really funny. Um, and he's like, I don't think Topanga really likes Sean. I'm going to call her and find out. And Eric says, yeah, why don't you use the cordless and go up to the roof so that after you hang up, you can jump. <laughs> Which is a dark joke. It's uh-huh. a dark joke. It's a dark time in Corey's life. It is. It's a very dark time. He can't ask out a girl. Yeah. That he's known his whole life. And has made out with on multiple occasions. Yeah. And asked to a poetry reading at least twice. At least twice. Um, but then Eric says, I got 10 seconds of sincerity left in me. Don't ask her. Ask her best friend. Mm-hmm. Because straight answers, no pressure. Time's up. Yep. It's, the way he says it is funny. Straight answers, no pressure. Time's up. Yep. And she, he goes, Trini. So we cut to Trini. Who's who, Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy. From Clueless, probably most famously, right? Mm-hmm. Uptown Girls. Oh, Uptown Girls, yeah. And but Clueless before was Clueless before this? Yeah, it was. Yeah. So at this point, Uptown Girls had happened. Yeah, she still had black hair. Yeah. So uh, Brittany Murphy, who we tragically lost in two thousand nine. Um, I did not. I did not Google how we lost her. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know either. I thought about googling it on air, but yeah, that might be a little much. Yeah. So we lost you her. You can look that up yourself. We lost her in 2009, um, which is very sad, but she is a very funny presence in this episode. Are you Googling it? No, something else. Um, and she is playing a character much like who she played in. She's playing a character much like who she played in Clueless, except more innocent and more spast. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's got a good spastic, perky energy, um, and she thinks Corey is hitting on her. I don't know what's happening. I was just checking something. Um, okay. Yeah, she thinks Corey's hitting on her, asking her out. I feel like the scene with the ketchup bottle, because like the whole time she's talking at first, she's like smacking the top of this ketchup bottle to try to get the ketchup cut to come out, which everybody knows you don't smack it on the bottom, you smack it on the side, and it like jars it loose better. Sure. But she's not. And she's like sticking her finger in there and like licking her finger. It's just like really funny. It is. It, 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 her energy is very... It's like when I think of Brittany Murphy, I think of that. Yeah, uh, her energy is very enjoyable. Yeah, she's just like, oh my gosh, you're asking me out. Yeah. And he's just like, uh, hold on. And then Sean and Topanga come down the stairs 
together. Yep. And he's like, yes, yes, I am. And then in that moment, Frankie and Joey and Eric walk down the stairs. Yeah. And Frankie and Joey are in suits. Is it worth talking about, real quick, that Trini's energy is kind of like would go on to kind of be the Felicia Day Manic Pixie Dream Girl energy of the early 2000s? I'd say it could be. It definitely has that sort of quirky... Quirky, spastic, clumsy, and like that that whole idea of this girl, but then she's also like, when she lets her hair down, she's really hot. I don't know. It's very interesting to see it portrayed in such a way in this moment as like... Oh, she dresses funny and she's clumsy and weird. Mm-hmm. And then, like, to think about New Girl, who Felicia Day's character is not all that different. You mean Zoe? Oh, no. I'm thinking New Girl, Zoe Deschanel. Oh, Zoe Deschanel. What did I say? Felicia Day. Well, same kind of. Oh, yeah. But you said New Girl specifically there, so I was thinking yeah. Zoe Deschanel. I-, I was also thinking Zoe Deschanel, but I was saying Felicia Day. But they both have that kind of manic pixie dream girl energy, mm-hmm. which. Is not a trope I've ever fully understood. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about it either. I just know it's a thing, mm-hmm. but I'm not exactly sure why. Yeah, and where the transition happened. Like maybe, like I said, maybe this isn't what I'm talking about. But I just think it's a weird transition Like to this, obviously she is undesirable in this scene, to later on when Zoe Dejanel plays, I mean, mm-hmm. the same character. <laughs> right. Jessica Day is the name of her character in the show. Yeah, Jessica Day. Maybe that's what I was. Maybe that's maybe what so. I was um, yeah. Well, then it's just like, oh yes. Yeah, but like, every, everyone falls in love with Zoe Deschanel when she is Jessica Day. Like, well, no duh. Yeah, and it's just like I don't know when this transition happened. Like, I'm not, I'm not for it or against it. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I'm just saying, it's like, just, uh, something to note. It's something to note, and it's very interesting that, like, I don't know, the girl like Topanga would go would not be the 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 enduring icon of men's affection Mm -hmm. i don't know what i'm saying i don't know what i'm saying i just think it's a weird thing to think about Mm -hmm. um the transition that happens in not that much time like 10 years yeah i mean there definitely is because i feel like even when we were in high school kind of that like or at least in a lot of fiction again thinking like john and hank green like that female character i think i'm thinking of like paper towns where she's like i've never seen paper towns i've never seen i've read it but i mean the character like she's definitely like a lot of people like her but she's very much marched to the beat of her own drum and like sort of does her own thing but i don't feel like that image of like oh just this quirky girl really is still around today Mm -hmm. so i remember even like there's the it just came out on disney plus like star girl it was a little while ago but it was based on a book that was written about 10 years ago and she's definitely in that vein you know like just this kind of quirky girl yeah perks of being a wallflower that's like very desirable but i was reading a lot of articles about it for some reason and they're just like this doesn't really work today yeah because it's not really like that anymore so it's just like this brief window of time from like maybe 2000 to 2010 2015 maybe where like that was like a trope and then now it's like it's done yeah yeah i don't know i just think it's worth noting and worth talking about because i mean all of all it is is a a shorthand to characterize women right like i mean clumsy not clumsy all of these things are Mm -hmm. individual traits of individual people like but we need shorthand and the shorthand for trini is easily like undesirable but then, just like you said uh-huh. a few years later, Perks of Being Wallflower, Stargirl apparently, um, New Girl, like, the shorthand is 
cute, relatable, and desirable. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's clumsy, but that's part of the charm. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I just think it's, like, don't categorize people. But, yeah. shows need short Anyway. Then we cut to the back room of Chubby's, which I don't feel like we've seen a whole lot of before. Yeah, or I ever. I think this is a new I think it's a new part of the set. set. Yeah. Um, the pool where room. Frankie and Joey are talking to Eric. Mm-hmm. I have to think really hard about everybody's names, apparently. But they're talking to him and saying, like, we're ready like, to get our cut. And he's like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, no one's bought any tickets. Um, and they're like, yeah, okay. And then, or he's like, no one's bought any tickets to paint your wagon. And then Joey does this laugh. He's just like, yeah, paint your wagon. And that, was, that did not do it justice. Yeah. But he, like, and then they open the briefcase. And it's, like, filled with stacks of money. Yeah. And, and tickets. And if you, so did they really sell out of tickets? Yeah. They're just little tear off take tickets. one, tear one, take one kind of tickets like you have everywhere. So yep. they could have easily just bought some more. Just for decoration. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just needed it in there. Um, um, yeah, so they have sold out. Sold out. But not to paint your not wagon. Not to paint your wagon. Something else. Does it say? It doesn't say yeah, yet. Yeah, it's like Leon Bloodsucker. I wrote parts. it down, but it doesn't say yet. Oh, okay. I think it says in a moment. Okay. Um, so then we cut to, it's the screening. Mm-hmm. And... No one's in the audience. Mm-hmm. And Beanie's just like, you know, they say it's not the quantity of the audience, it's the quality. And that it cuts and it's the mime club. It's the mime club. And then he's like, but I'm going to get out of here because these mime people give me the creep. <laughs> and then Eric's like, oh, shut up to yeah. the mimes. Yeah, he says, oh, shut up to the mimes. Because um, they're like miming, throwing and catching popcorn. Uh-huh. It's very mimey. He's got me in a box, everybody. Oh, no. I'm trapped. I'm running out of oxygen. He's making a face like, I don't know. I'm such a stinker. He shattered it. Wow. I'm a That's great amazing. I'm a great mime, and miming makes for great podcasting. It really, it's it's kind of that, you know, there's like pillars of good podcasting, like audio quality and mm-hmm. prime content. Gestures is another pillar that people really take for granted. No one can hear me right now because he's boxed in the microphone. Hello, can you hear me? <laughs> It's all about good foley work. It is. It's all about good foley work. You're getting on onto me for being off topic. No, I've been the one sidetracking ex- us all night. I guess you're extremely on topic for this one, actually. We're both kind of guilty. We are. It's true. I am I'm done being a mime, all of you out there in Podcastville. Thank the Lord. <laughs> um, but then it turns out the movie they got is Texas Gutsuckers Part 5, oh, yeah. Leon's Revenge. Leon himself is there. Well, one of the Leons. One of the Leons. He played it in parts 1, 3, and 4. Something like that, yeah. Um, and so they've got this movie that they're going to show, and mm-hmm. Leon is there to like introduce it. But they start it with a cartoon. Apparently. Oh. And so they go and open the doors, and everybody comes inside. Yeah, because they can't let Feeney know it's sold out because he wouldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Joey's like, hey, one to a chair. One to a chair. Yeah, which, why would Joey care? I just think it's kind of this funny, like, it is. It's Joey funny. being in control. And his uh, voice thing that he's doing. Wonder what chair. Wonder what chair. Uh, Rilo Kylie, Man, come on the show. Uh, Please. That is Joey, the, the actor who plays Joey's real life band. Mm-hmm. Rilo Kylie. And so in the movie, everybody comes in and it is Sean, Topanga, Corey, and Trini sitting mm-hmm. in a row. Yes. Like that. Um, and that, that's, that's it. They're at the movie. They're, they, yeah, they're at the... The self-described make-out movies, apparently. Apparently. And um, uh, Topanga's like, hey, I like your hair, talking to Trini. And Corey's like, oh, thanks. And then Sean's like, 
I think she was talking to Trini. And Corey's like, you want to go outside? Yeah. You want to step outside? Corey's very competitive and confrontational. Mm-hmm. Um, in my opinion, is dressed way better than Sean. Ooh. I, I love Sean. He is my favorite himbo. But that brown vest with that forest mm-hmm. white with white, or that forest green with white polka dot shirt. Yeah, it doesn't do him any favors. Yeah, it's it's a look for sure. But It was iconic in its time. No, um, no it wasn't. <laughs> and his hair is just bad. Mm-hmm. Let's just be honest. Sean's hair in this very long point is bad. It is true. It's not good. Um, but yeah, so he they... He'd do right in K-pop today. Yeah, he'd do, he'd do great in K-pop. But he needs a little more pizzazz for it. Yeah. Um, so the movie starts... Well, the cartoon starts. The cartoon before the movie starts. Mm-hmm. And like... Sean puts his arm around Topanga, and Corey's like, some people can't even wait till the cartoon's over. Mm-hmm. And so then he's trying to put his arm around Trini, and he, like, pushes her headband back. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you little badger. Yeah, very, like, playful, like, Which you is, uh, little badger. Very fun. Yes. Very fun line. And she, you like... little badger. She, like, tweaks his nose, which uh-huh. is weird. And then Sean's, like, eating a bunch of Tic Tacs. Like, <laughs> an, un- an unpleasant <laughs> amount of Tic Tacs to have in your mouth. Yeah, absolutely. And then Corey goes to like just kiss Trini then and there, but she's blowing a big bubble of bubble gum. Mm-hmm. So it pops right in his face and he's just like, I've been gummed. Another very Manic Pixie Dream Quirrell moment, except in this case, it's played for unpleasantness, whereas in like New Girl, it would have been played for cuteness. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. I've been gummed. Um, yeah, he says he's been gummed. Um, and then the cartoon ends. Eric's like, what about that coyote? What a moron, huh? <laughs> that was not Roadrunner and the Coyote. That did not sound like Roadrunner and the Coyote. Stop it. Um, we well, didn't have the license to the music. Yeah, it's true. Uh, and it was a Disney-owned company referencing a Warner Brothers cartoon. But anyway, and then he gives this big introduction. And he's like, and here to introduce the movie itself. He straight was from the pits of hell. Straight from the pits of hell. Your worst nightmare. Give it up, everybody. And then there, everyone's clapping. <laughs> and it turns out it is their worst nightmare. It's Mr. Feeny. It's Mr. Feeney with, with a, a flashlight. flashlight under his face. And he just says, boo. And everyone books it out of there. Yeah. And he's like, we got to get out of here. Or Joey does, and then Frankie's like, not till I find out what that monster's done with Leon. Yeah, the Texas bloodsucker himself. Uh-huh. So it's a very funny juxtaposition that Feeney is the real monster. It's a funny joke. It's a little highbrow, I feel like, because you really have to like read into it. Uh-huh. But it's Your worst nightmare. Yeah. Boo. Um, <laughs> um, and then Feeney is confronting Eric, and he's like, Mr. Feeney, there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for this. And Feeney's like, I'm sure there is. It's like, oh, you do? Because I was just kind of winging it. <laughs> yeah. And then that subplot just kind of ends. Yeah, I mean, there was no, there seemed to be no punishment. We can assume that most likely the film Appreciation Society was dissolved. Yeah. It was created for Eric and it was dissolved after <laughs> Eric. It started and ended with Eric. Yeah. And then the last people out are Corey, Sean, uh, Topanga, and Trini. And Trini leaves. Sean and Topanga are leaving. But then Topanga's like, no, I got to. I want to stay here and talk to Corey. And she just confronts him. She's like, what mm-hmm. is the matter with you? And he still can't talk. He's like, don't you think I want to talk to you? But I can't. And here in front of all these empty, empty chairs. chairs. And he's... Which is like, can you really say it's the people around you? Because before it was like him and Topanga and one other person. Yeah. So she was talking to that we... Well, I guess it was Trini. Oh, yeah. I guess it probably was. It was def- It was Trini. But it's just like, it's just Trini. Who yeah. you don't care about. Like, what's the matter? And, and Corey's... 
this whole time, of course, just being dramatic. He's like, it's so easy in my head, but then you're here. I said it a thousand times. Yeah, and it's like, this is this is why I make the passenger reference. It's like, what are you what are you doing? I feel like if Corey has an energy going forward, this is definitely part of it. Oh yeah, we'll see as we continue. This overly dramatic. Uh huh. Just like, like perfect depiction of a high school student. Oh. In terms of way elevating how important the things they say are. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So they have this conversation and Spang is like, she reassures him. She's like, just say it. And he says, if I could think up the perfect woman, she wouldn't even come close to you. Barf. <laughs> yeah. Barf. Yeah. <laughs> and, and in the middle of both of their dates, he's just like, would you be my girlfriend? And she kisses him. She does this thing where she, I don't know if they were just like, oh, people are going to really like your hair. Show your hair off to the camera. She like flips it to the side and like really puts it in her frame. Um, I mean, sure, whatever. <laughs> but People cheer. She pulls away and says, so is that a yes? And she kisses him again. And then it fades to black. Mm-hmm. Turns out, in the little stinger, it was all a ploy. Yep. Set up by all, Sean. All three of them, and apparently. And Trini and Topanga, yes. To get Corey to get over himself. Yeah. And it just barely worked. Uh, yeah, he, Trini's like, I almost had to kiss him. <laughs> Which is really funny, because her best friend totally did kiss him. And she's like, I almost had to. Gross. It's almost like it's gross that I would have to kiss him. Yeah, it is but weird. But Topanga's doing that. Yeah, and it was all... I guess it was all a ploy. Here's here's what I'm thinking their logic was. If he thinks he's going to lose her, he'll work extra hard to get her? I guess. He sort of did. Yeah. By trying to make her jealous? Yeah. But not really. He didn't really do anything to make her jealous. Yeah. It was a bad plan. It was a bad bake. It, it, I've been watching a lot of Great British Bake too. Off. So it was a bad bake. I, this one has a soggy bottom. I've been watching a lot. Did, have you watched the season with like Alice the Geography Teacher and Henry the... No, I'm on season four. Oh, wait. You're way far back. Okay. Yeah. I have... I, I'm, I've just been watching the two most recent ones. Uh-huh. And they just sent Henry, my precious boy, home. No, not your precious boy. I hate when that happens. Pre- Henry was my precious boy whom I loved. And they sent him home, and I just haven't watched since. Yeah, I just finished the season where Nadia won. Oh, I think that may have been the first season I ever saw. third season. She was like, um, I think she's from Bangladesh, actually. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she was very good. I think it was the first season I ever saw. Anyway. Um, If Mel and Sue want to come on the show, or Mary Berry, you're very welcome. You just named the three people that aren't on it anymore. I know, but they're the best three. It's true. I've been deciding as I'm watching, the dream job is to have Mel and Sue's job. Because you just get to go make jokes and talk to people and eat delicious things. I assume they're British food. British food sometimes is weird. But it's all baked. It's true. But sometimes they're like, we're having raised pie. And I'm like, sweet, a raised pie. And they're like, what's going to be in your pie? I'm putting pigeon inside of it. What? Gross. Um, That's neither here nor there. Yeah. This is not the this British bake-off. This is a bad bake. Yeah. This it, plot. It's a it's a badly baked plot. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then they leave and Cor and Topanga to continue to make out in the um, auditorium. Auditorium, And she says, you little badger. Mm-hmm. Fade to black. Corey should not have been rewarded for a single thing he did in this entire episode. Yes. He was not an actor. He did not have agency. 
Nope. Things happened to him. He was just a passive recipient of everything. Yeah. Hey, would he have even said anything if Topanga wasn't like basically like, I'm not leaving until you say something? Probably not. He was annoying. He was mean to people. He made one good joke about a sweater. <laughs> like, Corey, if there is an LVP, it it's is you. Corey. Even less valuable than Alan. Yes. Who wasn't even in the episode. Alan's lack of being in the episode elevated the episode more than Corey being in it. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I still think it's a good episode. I, I do. I do think it's a good episode. But Corey annoys me from moment one. Well, no. Him and Sean and Turner's place are pretty funny. Uh-huh. Um, and the idea of him like getting dressed up and putting on a lot of cologne um, because he likes a girl. I can, I can get behind that. We can all relate. But the minute he's like, look at her. I missed her over the summer, but I missed her even more now. I'm just like, no, I'm done with you. Shut up. Shut up. Um... So, in the words of Eric to the mimes, oh, shut up. Oh, shut up. Um, and, you know, the ending is kind of a bummer to me because Corey does not deserve to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't get a W right now. No, he should get He's a loss. take the L. Maybe, maybe a moment where they're like, oh, like, you're going to have to try again someday and actually, like, do it and then walk off or something. Is it worth it? Let me work it. Put the thing down, flip it, and reverse it. The, the most musical episode. Yes. Um, yeah, he did not deserve his W. Um, I think we can all agree. Even now, you and you out there in podcastville, you're like, yeah, no, mm-hmm. Corey sucks. Hate him. Um, hates a strong word. No, it's not. Uh, and that's the episode. There it is. There it is. We have it. Um, all in all, still pretty good. Yeah, it was fine. I laughed a lot, and that's important. Yeah, Eli's great. Eli is great. He's the best introduction. A lot of really good character moments for everyone else. Mm-hmm. But Corey. Sean doesn't get a ton. Not he doesn't get a ton. Topanga isn't quite as good of Topanga. No. She's just kind of passive and letting things happen. Um, maybe because mm. she's supposed to be. She's very perky. The very episode chipper. feels very long. Like there, I feel like a lot of there's a lot of scenes in it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things happen. And both the A and B plots kind of weave together uh, really well. Mm-hmm. Leading up to the big movie screening. It's a well-made episode. Mm-hmm. Parts of it overstate their welcome. Like Corey. Like Corey. Mostly Corey. <laughs> really just all Corey, actually. Pretty much pretty much Corey. So, what did you rate it? I gave it a seven and a half. I am also going to give it a seven and a half. All right. Um, I, I, was, I was trying to decide how I wanted to rate this episode. Because we, we know we throw out all scores at the tournament. They do not matter. Um, and I was like, how do I want to rate this episode? And I decided I was going to rate it by... How much of the episode I enjoyed? About 75%. About 75%. So, Which isn't bad, but it is only 23 minutes long. Yeah, it's true. So yeah, Corey, everything around you was funny. You need to stop, except when you get sweaters out of closets. Keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm taking my sweater back. Uh, MVP? Um, I think I, I wrote Eric. I was very torn because there isn't a character that sticks out. Eli sticks out the most to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be fine with giving Eli MVP, but he is only in one scene. Yeah, And Frankie and Joey are great, again, as a team. But neither, of the two, I feel like Joey stands out more. Yeah. Mostly just because of the <laughs> paint your wagon. Yeah. It's really funny to me. I, I enjoy you doing that. Uh that impression um yeah but frankie has a lot of great moments too and you, it'd be hard to just mm-hmm. kind of like they got me in the box again joey they got me in the box again or uh um, singing when he's like mr blue and he goes joey's blue i'm brown how do you, how do you not, not see, see that <laughs> it's a very funny moment so i don't i don't want to pick one of the two over the other uh-huh. so i'm i'm pretty 
I'm pretty down to Eric or Eli. <laughs> yeah, I think Eric, just because he has a little more relevance to the plot overall. Are we discounting Feeny too quickly? No. You don't you, you don't think it should be Feeny? No. Okay. Okay. No I Feeny. It, I think it's Eric. We also need to determine who was our overall MVP of last season. It's true. Because we did not. Uh the say. the votes were tied. Four episode MVPs for Eric and four for Sean. It's tough. It is tough. Um Eric got MVP for by hook or by crook. Makes sense. Oh, I don't remember now. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter what episodes they got it for. Um, Sean in later season really pulled it out with MVPs. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a, the really strong showing in Uninvited. Uh, and then he finishes out the season with home MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric tends to get MVP more when no one else really shows up. <laughs> really shows up. Um, I think we've got some great Eric plots cl- coming, but we've really only had two Eric episodes so far. Model Family, the best episode episode of season one uh-huh. and uh by hook or by crook not the best episode of season two no it's still a good episode so yeah it's a fine episode um i guess you could throw in um the night scam episode where that he drives without without uh-huh. the car that's true um but so in terms of the overall material that he has to work with that eric was able to achieve such a yes a, a level of mvp-ness yeah, no, I don't say don't say MVP ness. <laughs> uh, you should believe it. No, you shouldn't. I shouldn't. Um, his level of value. Yes, he really adds a lot of value. He does, though. Is it a failing of the show or a a shininess of him? A shininess of him is a question. Um, Sean is consistent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean is consistently wonderfully written. He's so tough. It is. We're basically picking between the same two haircuts. It's true. Or the same one haircut. Same on two haircut. people. Yeah. Um, and they happen to be your favorite character and my favorite character. This is tough. It is. Who is the shining character of season two? The truth is it's Topanga. But she's but barely there. She's barely in it. She's in it less than Eric. I, I think we gave her MVP. She had it like three times. Several times, yeah. Uh, yes, Topanga got three MVPs. So, Let's just give it to Topanga. <laughs> Let's give it to... I mean, by volume. Let's just throw it all out and we're going to give it to Topanga. <laughs> uh, Feeny was our uh, MVP of season one. I believe so. Yeah. Um, though Topanga probably would have been if she'd been in it more. <laughs> There's a running theme here. We love you. Come on the show. Um, we'll give an MVP to the series and I'll bet it's got a pretty good shot of being oh, Topanga. It does. Um, I think it's fine to give it to Eric. Yeah, we can give it to Eric. He gets by hook or by crook. Um, Sean has a few shining moments. Mm-hmm. I know we gave him an. I know we gave him for the uninvited for truly, really being cool. Uh-huh. We gave it to him in pop quiz because of one what? single word. Yeah. What? So I feel like the Eric reasons were stronger. Yeah. For that one, I mean, it's a funny word, but it's also just a word. All right, Eric, you are the MVP of season two of Boy Meets World. Fever. All right, and of this episode. And of this episode. So, what did you name it? I said, uh, Boy Meets the Makeout Movie. Ah, uh, gotcha. I said, Boy Meets the Little Badger. 
Oh, that's good too. Your little badger. Let's go with little badger. I like Meets little badger. Little badger. All right. Well, there you have it. There you, we've we've done it. We've somehow muddled our way through, stumbling blindly through this thing we call podcasting. Yeah, a thing we don't remember how to do. If you're still here, bless you. Bless you. Did you, you can also apply for a job with us that pays zero dollars a year plus benefits. Yeah, plus the benefit of being of our, our friends. <laughs> Um, yep, some of you already already have said benefits. How are they? Do they work out for you? Obviously, in this time, you're shouting, we love them. Yes, yes. Uh, I can see Aaron John in the car right now. Uh-huh, saying, we, we love you. I love these benefits. Um, yes, thank you to Dizzy Parker. Mm-hmm, for, for our theme song. For our theme song. Uh, I was about to say it's a departure off the album. <laughs> <laughs> it's a departure off the album, putting the days to bed. That's not true. Thank you, Dizzy Parker, here for our theme song. Which is just on a YouTube video. Yeah, which is a YouTube, which is on YouTube. And you can find it other places. You can find it on Spotify and stuff. Yeah, but you can find that in the link in the description of this episode. Exactly. Um, there we go. First episode of season three. We've done it. Um, next week, we'll do the next episode. I think it's also a good one. We I, I've heard that Disney Plus has a few season three episodes out of order. So we do need, we do to, need to check. Okay. We do need to check. Um, we will check beforehand every other week, but we did not this week. Yeah, um, so we will let you know. Let me just check really quick. The internet does exist. Oh, that's true. I'll compare it to Disney Plus. You look up the official. It's double lie is what they have on our Disney Plus. Yeah, double lie is next. Veronica Watson. And double lie is the next one here. Okay, so next week we'll be covering double lie uh, with Veronica, Veronica Watson. Um, so we look forward to seeing you all then. Yeah, but here, here not, we'll neither see nor hear you. We look forward to you hearing from us then. Yeah, we look forward to seeing each other then. So until then, if they haven't canceled us before we get there, why would they cancel? They canceled us? our podcast because this one was just—we violated so many copyrights of so many songs. When this boy meets world, boy meets world, coming <laughs> your face. I couldn't even. Uh, yeah, but until yeah. The next week, so long, world. So long, world. When this boy meets world.